This episode is brought to you by Skinny Pop Popcorn. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Oh, so light and crunchy. Skinny Pop Original Popcorn is the snack you've been searching for. Made with just three simple ingredients, popcorn kernels, sunflower oil, and salt. Snacking never felt or tasted so good. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious. Give yourself permission to snack and pick up Skinny Pop Original Popcorn today. Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like if casual and cool had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. I didn't know if my life was going to end. I didn't know if I was going to be paralyzed. We thought it was growing pains, but it was really the tumor causing all that pain. Feel this. You getting a kick? I feel low yet. Dude, your belly's gotten so low. Is that freaking you out? I'm worried that you're going to have the baby sooner than 39 weeks. I am also worried. We're in a weird spot because like a lot of our content is our life. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what do we show? What do we not show? Doing the best job as a dad doesn't always correlate to doing the best on social media. What's one thing people don't know about you? What's your biggest weakness? What's your favorite piece of clothing that I wear? Uh, your undies. <laughs> you like my undies? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's, What's up, up dude? Today, I am doing the Matt Howard interview. Wow. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for interviewing me. Yeah, Matt really wanted me to interview. <laughs> hey, people requested it in your interview. They're like, you got to interview Matt now. So. so I was kind of inspired by a popular thing. Have you seen the Vogue 73 questions? No. I, what is that? Actually? So Vogue interviews like all the top celebrities like the Kardashians, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, wow. Zendaya, Emma Stone. Like, all the top celebrities, and it's, like, a one-take thing, and they have to just do their f- impulse, like, response to the oh, question. Oh, no way. Yeah, and they're, they're different for each person that they interview, but I kind of just want to get you loose and get your impulse okay. reaction okay. to questions. This is kind of fun. And you don't have to go rapid fire, but obviously, like, 73 questions in the span of this podcast, you're going to have to move pretty quick. So you can't overthink. That's right. No Matt overthinking. Matt is a huge overthinker. That's right. I do. I go back and forth quite a bit. So none, none of that today. Is it supposed to be a secret that you put whiskey in your Diet Coke that you're drinking? That is a secret. I... <laughs> told you that in confidence abby i was gonna ask for a drink of matt's diet coke and he was like no do not try this i put like a tiny little bit hey you know what it's been a it's been a rough day not really actually. wait are you nervous no, it's not been a rough i a little bit a little bit i am no. yeah yep well it's just me and a hundred thousand other people potentially more you never know do you want to just get right into it Let's get right into it the first question we're gonna warm you up with easy. okay matt what's your favorite time of day oh man probably late at night I like I like nighttime. I don't know. I just like to stay up late. I'm a night owl. That's kind of when I get the most creative and I'll come up with like fun video ideas or um, get inspiration to do something fun. No, I think that's like a proven thing, right? Like people with ADHD. We say ADHD. You have not been officially I need to diagnosed. Officially get diagnosed. I don't think you need to. I think we have enough evidence, and you're functional enough that it's right. not necessary, probably. But um. Isn't that a thing? Like, they have, like, the opposite mm-hmm. schedules of, like, most people. Yeah. Because I would say the majority of people probably feel more, more productive when they're, like, rested just, and wake up in the morning. I mean, I've kind of been forced to be more productive in the mornings now that I'm a dad. But, like, I I just by 
nature and way more productive at night. Mm. Maybe when you get older, you'll switch and you'll start to be a morning person. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Are you sweating in here or it's just me? It's 72 degrees. It's really a little bit chilly. Matt, what's your biggest weakness? Oh, gosh. I don't even know where to start with that. Um, My biggest weakness is probably overthinking things, probably Mm -hmm. getting in my head. But it's also, (laughs) this is like one of those things where like if you go to a job interview, you're like, you got to make your your weakness your strength. But like seriously though, it also is my strength because since I do overthink things, I usually think things through a lot and I make more strategic decisions, I would say. Mm -hmm. But it slows me down and I need to be a quicker Mm -hmm. decision maker, especially for things that don't matter as much. Fun fact about Matt Howard, he is not able to pick out his own meal at restaurants. <laughs> I usually tell the server, I'm like- Or me. Yeah, I'm like, hey, I'm I'm stuck between these two things. Can you uh, no, like surprise every me? Time. I like have them surprise me all the time. Well, most of the time, this is something kind of cute that we do. We both yeah. get a meal and then split half and half to try different things. But then mm. you overthink it. Then you're like, I wish I would have gotten that one and just gotten the whole thing of True. it. Like, And I can tell nothing quite upsets you like when you feel like you've ordered the wrong thing I hate at a it. restaurant. I hate it so much. It's just I, I, I just keep thinking about the thing that I should have ordered and it ruins the meal. Yeah, Matt, Matt, your your mind really is like a mouse on a wheel. Wait, yeah, my, a hamster my brain on a wheel. doesn't stop. Yeah, you yeah. do overthink a lot. Yeah. And I think it's forced me to be a very decisive per- I think I was already a really decisive person. Mm-hmm. But that's why we're a good pair. That's right. Give me nuts. I actually, when you said something about like making your weakness your strength, that reminded me of The Bachelorette. They asked this guy, I think she asked him like what his biggest weakness is or something like that. And he was like, I'm like selfless to a fault. Like I just like I'm so <laughs> selfless to the point where I just like get taken advantage I just of it. Which obviously yeah. like that's not a good thing, but that's also not really being very candid about like a weakness, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your biggest strength? Maybe my work ethic? I don't know. I feel yeah. like I, I tend to really work hard at whatever I do and I want to be the best at whatever I do. Like when I worked at McDonald's, I wanted to be the best worker at McDonald's there was. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, I just like, in me, I just cared about doing a good job. So yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the biggest learning experience you've had? Oh man. Um, gosh, I feel like I'm just, I'm constantly learning new things in my life. I think I've learned a lot this past year about being a father. And I think I've realized um, this year more than ever that my time is valuable and Mm -hmm. that I only have so much time with my son as a baby and then with him as a toddler. And like, we've seen him grow up before our eyes so quickly. And so I think this past year has been a great learning experience about what, like the purpose of life and um, what I'm supposed to be doing here. And I'm just, I'm super thankful for this stage of life. And I'm I'm like realizing more and more how every single stage of life is beautiful and I need to cherish it. Mm, That's really good. It's the one thing that you can't make more of. You know, mm-hmm. you can have more kids. You, you can't can, buy more you can, of it. You can make more money. You can like do this and that, but you can't increase your, I, I guess you could try to be healthy and eat healthy, work out and increase your time. But there's just no knowing if you're going to die in a car accident. You just have no idea um, when your time runs out. And that, that's kind of scary. So just, just treating every single day as a gift is really important. What makes you angry, Matt Howard? Ooh, uh, I think, uh, injustice i think that was gonna be my answer yeah i think i just i just nothing's makes nothing makes me matter when like i I was just watching this video late at night on youtube last night about um you know the colonization of south america and how that like really affected um south america today and how 
Like it was about like why North America is wealthier than South America. And just like hearing about that injustice made me really mad. And then I watched a video about Puerto Rico and how Puerto Rico was, you know, mistreated by the United States. And that made me mad. So I, I would say injustice. I, I just, I don't like that. I like fairness. I like um, equality. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like the first time that was like brought to my attention in a way that like, oh, just like grinding my gears so much was Just Mercy. Yes, Just Mercy. Such a good Brian movie. Brian Stevenson, right? Yeah, Michael B. Jordan, your celebrity crush, was the star of that movie. Can you stop mentioning that he's my I celebrity literally, crush? I literally, I watched all three Creed movies with Abby's dad, thinking that Abby would watch them with me, because Michael B. Jordan is Creed. He's the star of the movie, but you, you wouldn't watch him with me. No, I just said that. I just give that answer because it's like my knee-jerk response he's to a very who's attractive your celebrity dude. crush. I don't just want to sit there and like look at him, because <laughs> that's obsessive. Oh my gosh. Um... What's one vice you wish you could give up? I think I struggle with balance in life. Mm. I really, really struggle with that. I'm like all in or nothing. Mm -hmm. And so I really wish that I had more of a tendency to have balance. But for whatever reason, my brain just goes zero to 100 with whatever I do. And the maximizer in you. Yeah. And, and so like, you know, oftentimes I, you know, I continue to edit and work past five o'clock. I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's important. And then I go through these like weird shifts of like, oh, I need to like stop focusing on work. I need to focus on my family. And then I'm like, oh, man, I'm like falling behind. Like I'm not doing I'm, I'm not doing the best I can with what I've been given. I need to work harder here. And so like I just really struggle with balance. And I I think that's a downfall that I have is balance. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little bit of self-discipline. Yeah. It's not that good. you're lazy, which I feel like could be the misunderstanding of like not being a disciplined person because you're the furthest thing from lazy. Mm -hmm. It's just like having order because no one is really setting your order for you, whereas they have kind of your whole life. Yeah. But you hate being told what to do is another thing too. Yeah, I guess you're right. You go to the beat of your own drum. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's a good thing. Makes you a good leader. Thank you. What are you most excited about these days? Oh, man. Um... I'm just excited to, I'm definitely excited to see our two boys play with each other and, and bond. I'm really excited for that. I don't really know what else I guess right now. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm stoked for this podcast. This has been like a fun new project that I've put a lot of time into mm -hmm. this past year. And so I'm excited to see what this turns into. And um, I still can't believe we've had guests on like Olympic gold medalist. John I know, Johnson I was going to say, it's already and, done some incredible things that we never thought we could do. Actor Taylor Lautner and then other big... Lautner, like, Matt. Lautner. I keep calling, I keep saying his name wrong. It, we literally, we literally <laughs> opened the podcast with confirming that he goes by Lautner and then I kept calling him Lautner the whole entire episode. I know, I'm more comfortable with Lautner still, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just, uh, that excites me. I'm excited for that. And I'm excited for this new stage of fatherhood and excited too to have more time with you now that we have more family in town. I think we're going to get more alone time, hopefully. I know we're going to have another kid, but I'm, I'm hoping we can have more time together. What's the best compliment you've ever received? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I really, I like to see, like when I work really hard on something, I love to see people like enjoy that thing like there's a video i really worked hard on i like to see people and uh and enjoy it and um have some sort of like life change from that but yeah i don't know that's not really a good answer sorry no i think that's a great answer i feel like that's where you like seek feedback the most so when it's positive yeah. feedback like that has to feel good yeah what's the pr priciest thing you've ever splurged on <laughs> uh this house definitely yeah. this house um 
but it was worth it. We have your parents living with us now. We have, I, I, at first we were like, this is, this is big. Are we really going to do this? And now we're, every single room is being used. Like we're, it, it seems Yeah, it's great. Honestly, we, well, we went to a, we chose a less expensive location to get, opt for a bigger yeah. house. And it's so nice because like when this baby comes, my parents will be staying here. Your parents will be staying here. Well, you have another baby, us. Plus, at one time, my grandparents are coming yeah. and my brother and his wife. And we just got a couch for the loft so that we can have. And it's a sofa sleeper. It's a sofa sleeper. So, yeah, it's nice that we can have friends and family We're going to have people in all the guest bedrooms and all the living spaces sleeping. So, yeah. we're going to pile people in here. And that's exactly why we wanted the space. So, I feel yeah. really thankful. Matt, sweet or savory? Ooh, probably savory, actually. What? Probably I'm going to call BS on that one. Well, I, I do love sweets, but... Slurpees, Matt? 7-Eleven Slurpees. Are you kidding me? Here's the thing. I usually go to sweets when I don't... I'm not, like, fulfilled from my actual food. So if I'm eating, like, good savory food, then I don't even feel the need for sweets. I usually turn to sweets when, I, when I'm not, when I'm not mean, soul, when I'm doesn't full. doesn't need to mean healthy, though. That's true. Like pizza. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I Like good good quality, healthy food. Like kava. I love a good Greek bowl from kava. So freaking good. Hmm. Or a burrito bowl from Chipotle. What makes you smile the most? These are all super... <laughs> these questions are all like um, very broad. Uh, I guess uh, pro- probably Griffin right now. Probably Aww. Griffin. Just like playing with him makes me really smile and giggle. And he's a really cute kid. He's so cute. Yeah. What's one thing people don't know about you? Gosh, we share a lot. So I don't really know. I, know. I don't really know. Probably that I like to sing. Probably that I um, I love music and I'd like to make music. That's something that I'm... I feel like a lot of people don't know that you sing. Yeah. I'm, it's something that I want to start putting out. Like I, don't, I haven't really released music at all in the time that we've done social media. Can I tell them? You can tell them. All right, wait, really? I guess you can tell them. Okay, I don't so know. Okay, so Matt, ah. little story here. Matt, when we were dating for... Six months, was it? Uh, Yeah, it was six months. Wrote me a song, and I still remember that night. We, we were in the living room of my parents' house, right? Mm-hmm. It was December. Yeah. And I think my parents were there, too, when you first sang it. But he sang me this song that he wrote me himself and played the guitar, and it was so special and so beautiful. And then recently, Matt actually had that song produced, and now it's on Spotify, but he literally never told anybody, including me. He never told me that this song was literally public. See, I got it on Spotify, and then it's not perfect. It's not something that I, like, really... I don't know. I I just haven't felt the urge to promote it, because I'm like, ah, I want to put out music that's, like, really, really good. It is Um, really, really good. I think my worst fear in putting out music is, like... (laughs) Like having a Rebecca Black Friday situation, kind of like when Rebecca Black's song Friday blew up because everyone was making fun of it. And that Aww. would suck so bad to have a song like that, that people no just make, make fun, fun of it. Um, but, you know, I th- there's definitely good parts of the song, but there's parts that still need work. And I think part of it is definitely me because I'm, I'm 
you know, I'm out of practice. I haven't been doing music very much the past couple of years, but also I think like, you know, having the right team behind your music as far as producer and a, uh, a mixer and, a, and a, someone that can master the music too. There's all these different like jobs. I didn't even know this until a couple months ago, but there's all these different people that work on songs to make songs like really, really good. And having that team is really important too. So um, we'll see what happens. I, I definitely want to- tell wanna... them the name? It's called Here to Stay. The and name... if you look at it on Spotify, Here to Stay, the- album cover or not album this is a single <laughs> oh my right gosh. i don't know anything about music the single cover like the image is a picture did you take it at the jewelry store when you went to get my promise ring it was literally yeah it was literally the picture i took at the jewelry store of your and promise i'm ring. still wearing that ring yeah. to this day but it was it was seven years later yeah i wrote it because I, I was like letting abby know hey i'm here to stay um i want to get married and this was all senior year of high school when we had been dating for six months and i did add in a new chorus to the song um for getting it produced but yeah. it was really really sweet because we were actually driving home from california where we were it was like not even a month ago yeah. and i think matt you had the intentions of like recording me listening to the song for well, the first yeah. time i mean i thought it'd be cool like to take a video of you like hearing the song for the first time and but, i agree but i had just i i didn't do it because i didn't know I felt. I, I didn't know how I felt about the song. I didn't feel like the song was as good as it could be, and so I just held off and held off. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I don't need to record Abby's reaction. I don't need the video of this. I should just show her this song because I wrote this song for her, and this is her song. And if nobody ever else, if no one else ever listened to this song, it doesn't matter. This is for Abby, and she deserves to hear the song. And you still haven't told anybody about it. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was really special, just like in the car listening to that it literally made me cry just because it took me back to us being in high school and like think about how many high school boyfriends have written their girlfriend songs and like here we are now married with two kids like you actually had it produced mm -hmm. that's the other thing that's so incredible you literally wrote the song yeah, too it was, it was really sweet that you really liked it like the fact that you I keep listening to it on repeat yeah which like that that in alone makes it all worth it. But then I'm also like, it's that same situation as if... And with the new chorus? But hold up, but like if your mom is like, you're the best actor ever, but then it's like your mom, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, how accurate is that? Because you're definitely biased. Like you're like, this song's amazing, Matt. And I'm like, <laughs> you're literally my wife and this holds a special place in your heart. So I I'm glad that you think it's amazing, but I'm like... I think it's beautiful. Thank so you. So you guys should look it up. And it's there... Matt wasn't going to tell you, but I'm here to expose you today with my interview. Wow. Okay, Matt, this one is really deep. Heels or flats or sneakers? What? Where did <laughs> Have you, you get ever this? worn high heels? No. I don't think they make high heels in your big mammoth I was trying to think we did a TikTok once where I, I put on your dress for a TikTok, but I don't think I wore heels in that. I think I just put on your dress. Uh, yeah, I've never worn high heels. By the way, the picture you put on your story the other day from us seven years ago at Six Flags I look so little. You are a little person. You forget that you're little. You're very short, Abby. Well, I think we now a, because have I have a, a big belly, I just feel yeah. big yeah, in every way. We literally have a foot <laughs> difference in height, and I think you forget that like every day. Um, Matt, what makes you feel the most like yourself? Probably when I'm creating. I just love mm -hmm. being creative. I've always loved to do that, and so when I'm creating something, I, I feel fulfilled. It's mm -hmm. fun to do that. Window or aisle seat? Ooh, definitely window. I love looking out the window. Wait, now I feel so bad because I always take the window. It's okay. You never told me that. I just lo I love the window. I love to look out and stare at the clouds and look down. It's so pretty. 
What's your current TV character obsession? TV character? Hmm, that's kind of hard. Um, am I watching any TV shows? I've been watching mainly movies recently. Yeah. What's your favorite TV show? <sighs> Breaking Bad is probably the best TV show. And who's show. your favorite character? Um, or Game of Thrones. Um, but for... Say your favorite character in both of those. Breaking Bad... It's gotta, gotta be, be Jesse. Jesse. Gotta be Jesse. And for Game Actually, of... I kind of started to like Hank a little bit. Really? Yeah. See, I don't like Hank. I don't know why. I just... Mm, no, I yeah. felt so bad for him. But, yeah, Game of Thrones. Gosh, I'm like forgetting the ending now. Probably John. There's so many characters in Game of Thrones. I don't even know how John to. Jon Snow, right? Like, John, how could you say John anything Snow. other than Jon Snow? Jon Snow. He's he's my guy. Okay, Matt. What's your favorite piece of clothing that I wear? Uh, your undies. Okay. You like my undies? <laughs> I do like your undies. I literally ask you all the time, like, could you just like walk around in your underwear more often? and mm. now i guess we can't because your parents live with us and i but also have a son that's true but he's also not gonna remember any of that he's he's one years old uh, see that's the thing we don't know he's when he's gonna old. start remembering yeah and i don't I'm want like, him to remember I, me that's, and my that's true but like my first memories from when i was three years old and that was a long time ago do so. you remember your mom in her underwear i mean she did from time to time walk around in her underwear when i was a child yes <laughs> do you feel okay about that um eventually when i got older i was like mom put some clothes on and you know what we we got past that i feel I don't bad get to i that feel point. bad roasting my mom right now you're not podcast. roasting her i love you mom i love you very much this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we are faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. I know when we got that unplanned positive pregnancy test back in December, we were a little thrown off. Definitely put a wrench in our plans. I was not expecting that at all. And not only that, I think we, we had a really big life change with having our first baby in the first place. And so with all these big life changes, we realized it's really important to focus on our mental health. Yes, we talk a lot about mental health nowadays, but some Sometimes getting those resources actually for ourselves can seem confusing. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's not intimidating to get started. And it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited exactly to your schedule. It's a really easy process. Basically, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire, and then you will be matched with a licensed therapist. And what's great is that you can switch anytime. If it's not a great fit with your therapist, there's no extra cost. You can find one that's more suited to you and your personal needs. So it's great if you're trying to develop positive coping skills or set boundaries. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unplanned podcast today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash unplanned podcast. Okay, let's take it back to baby Matt. You were a middle child. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you have middle child syndrome? What even does that entail, though, is my question. Because You're I, forgotten? I wouldn't say I'm forgotten. I definitely, I, I think my parents focused on me a lot because I, I like to do a lot of activities when I was a kid, but I feel like I'm always wrong. <laughs> I feel like my parents wouldn't admit this, but I feel like it's always like, oh, my older brother, like he knows what's going on. And my little brother... He's just a baby. He's the baby. So we have to like take care of him. But like Matt, pff, Matt's fine. Like he's okay. We don't need to worry about Matt. Do you think that has more to do with you being the middle child or you just being fiercely independent? Probably me being fiercely independent. But also part of me being independent might have to do with me being a middle child. That's true, actually. Because I feel like that's a lot of middle children. But I might relate more to the firstborn 
in some in some instances though what did you like to do as a child oh my gosh i loved to dance play video games i skateboarded a lot i was so into skateboarding as a kid um i i wished i lived in california i wished i could go to the skate park all the time because I think the closest skate park was like 45 minutes away from us. So it was a long drive, but I did plays, I did theater, I played soccer, baseball, basketball, even did football for a little bit until I had a tumor um, that was discovered on my spine and I had to quit um, football for the surgery. But yeah, I mean, I, I just love to do it all. I, I really enjoyed sports, but I also loved performing and I loved to sing. So there was a lot going on as a kid. What was one of the hardest things you went through as a child? Uh, definitely the tumor. I think that was like a really big uh, wake up call for me. I don't know. Yeah, I just I think that was like my first instance of realizing how fragile life is. And I didn't know if my life was going to end. I didn't know if I was going to be paralyzed. Um, it was a very scary surgery. When I saw my mom after getting the MRI where they found the tumor, she was just in tears. And I immediately knew that something was wrong like we thought it was growing pains i was growing really fast i was like a growing boy and i ate a ton of food my parents were like oh he's just he's growing he's he's just you know about to go through puberty and and that's why he's having all these pains but it was really the tumor causing all that pain and oddly enough it was a tumor in my like right by my spinal cord in the middle of my back and it was somehow triggering pain in my hip so i would just like whack my hip all the time that must have been so tough for your parents how do you think you would feel if you had to reverse the roles now that you're a dad hearing that diagnosis for so like one I, of our boys i honestly i i heard this when we were at um saint jude learning about cancer patients there and how that affects the families and i feel like i would not want to be in the parent situation i, I feel like my parents must have just been wrecked um mm-hmm. going through that and me thinking about griffin having a tumor or having cancer or something like that would wreck me and i i would 110 percent wish that i could switch places and so i i I only i can only imagine how my parents felt when the tumor was found on my back but i know that they would have definitely switched places with me yeah so thank goodness like the surgery went well and it actually wasn't a cancerous tumor and Mm -hmm. um you know everything was okay but like do you feel like that scare well i mean it was not even just a scare. You did have you did have a tumor. You did have to get a section of your backbone removed. But do you think that yeah. experience like changed you in some way or changed your childhood? Funny enough is I don't think we'd ever be here doing this podcast or be on TikTok or any of any of this if it wasn't for that tumor in my back. And that's because growing up I always did theater, but being stuck in a bed recovering from that surgery, I started to pick up film production and editing and I would make these silly videos where we would take my Nerf guns and like put like lens flares on the end of the Nerf gun and make it look like we were like shooting things and I made all these short films as a kid I made I have so many stupid dumb videos that I made as a kid um, for class projects or just simply for fun because I got deep into editing and making videos and that whole thing came out of this tumor on my spine. Matt, who influenced you the most from your childhood into adulthood? Who influenced me? Definitely my parents. Your parents. Oh yeah, my parents. And I, you know, I think I take for granted a lot how how lucky I am to have two parents in my life. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't have that. And not only did I have two parents, but I had two parents that loved me and cared about me and loved me enough to allow me to make decisions for myself about what I wanted to do. They didn't force me down a certain path. They didn't say, Matt, Theater doesn't make any money. The arts don't make any money. You can't do that. But they supported me in all my endeavors. And they were cool with me. They were cool with me going off to college to pursue a degree in the arts, even though 
you know, honestly, now looking back, I probably wouldn't encourage people to pursue arts degrees. I'd pursue, I would encourage people to pursue the arts for the job, but I, I feel like people are better off pursuing art outside of college and being successful that way rather than learning something in school because like you can't teach one youtube in school you can't just teach to one... clarify you're not saying that they shouldn't get training no just oh, not exactly within the exactly. walls of a university exactly training is so important but i think like a lot of art forms change so rapidly that to get training in a collegiate setting doesn't make sense and i think oftentimes you're overpaying yeah um so it's anyway fair. but yeah I, I think that's why i'm just so grateful for my parents they're amazing parents and mm -hmm. they um did an amazing job and i hope i can do the same for my kids. You might have already answered it in that response, but yeah. what would you think is like the main lesson your parents taught you? My parents taught me hard work. They taught mm. me um, respect. They taught me, I would say selflessness. I feel like my parents were good about making sure we were volunteering and looking out for the little guys, like making sure that we included other people. And I, I try to still do that. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes I get so wrapped up with the busyness of my life that I, you know, don't volunteer for a while or don't do something like that. But um, I really appreciate them instilling all those good values in mm -hmm. me. They really did do that. Yeah. I have great parents. Is there anything that your parents did that you don't want to do Ooh. as a parent? Ooh, good question. Respectfully, knowing that you have like amazing oh, parents. And so that question's so hard though, because like, they're just doing the best they can. Exactly. And I'm just doing the best. I'm sure there's things I'm doing that are wrong as a parent, but like I'm a human. I can't be perfect. Nobody can be perfect. So like I I hesitate to say anything because I'm like they just did the best they could. Yeah. And I really respect that. And I also know that like just because you tried hard, may maybe sometimes like trying hard isn't isn't enough. Isn't enough. You need to be, you need to try smart. You need to make sure that you're working smarter, not harder. But you know they're reading parenting books and yeah. they and they did um they did approach it in a smart way they didn't just try hard but they also read up and did their did their research on how to be a good parent mm -hmm. and um you know some, they talked with other parents they did yeah exactly yeah. so um i think i think they did a great job yeah um what was one of the hardest losses you've ever faced that's tough you know i've been fortunate i haven't you know i have both my parents i have all my siblings but i have had losses in my life and i think Losing my great-grandpa really put life in perspective because he was just such an incredible, like, rock for our whole family. And growing up, we'd celebrate holidays at my great-grandpa's farm. And um, that's where I rode a four-wheeler for the first time and, like, got to see cornfields and played in the dirt with my cousins. And we'd play football and basketball. And just we have so many great memories there. And so losing him was tough. Losing my great-grandma was tough, too. But being a young kid, I didn't quite grasp as much of like what was going on because I was so young. Because mm -hmm. I was eight when she passed. Were you ever bullied at any time in your life? You know, it's weird. I think when I was, I, I, you know, initially I would say no. But I think, I think when I really think to the definition of what it means, I would, I would actually say yes. And um, I don't know. There was. I a, would agree. Yeah, there was a. There was actually somebody in my life in my senior year of high school that actually told me to my face in front of people too, which was actually like shocking because it just you don't realize it's happening when it's when it happens. But there was someone in high school that literally told me to my face to kill myself. What made him do? You know, I don't know. I think I think there's just some people that have a lot of stuff going on going on in their lives, and they feel the need to lash out. And I do think hurt people hurt people, but I also do think that there are just some people in the world, just like, just like you have some people who 
are by nature really, really good. And for whatever reason, they're just amazing and they're so kind and they're always so, so nice to people. I think you also have people on the flip side, right? I think I kind of view it like a, a bell curve. If you take a statistics course, most of the people rely in the middle, right? Like they do good and bad. And then you got those outliers. There's not as many of them, but you got the really good people that are just for whatever reason, incredible, amazing, nice humans. And then you have the reverse of that. And I don't, I don't want to necessarily say that this person was that, but something had to be wrong for him to tell me to my face to go myself. And um, it happened at lunch. It was senior year of high school. And I think I was trying to fit in with the crowd that, that I really wasn't welcome in. Um, you know, they, I think they were some of the kids that might've been kind of more on the popular side, but I, I wanted to make, I, I, I wanted, I kind of like wanted to be part of the cool kid crowd but it just wasn't working out for me. And I think when that happened, I was like, okay, I need to find a different lunch table to sit at. Cause this is like, this isn't good. It's mm-hmm. not healthy for me to be told by this person to go kill myself. Did anybody else say anything? No, they didn't. I don't necessarily blame them. I don't think that they're evil for not saying anything. Cause there's, there's been situations in my life where I probably should have like spoken up, but it's uncomfortable when, when someone says something so out of the ordinary, sometimes you don't even like know how to respond as a bystander. That's where we were dating senior year of high school. And I don't remember you telling me that in real time. I only remember hearing that after. In, in retrospect? Yeah. I, I remember I did, I did tell you that because we used to FaceTime like every day in high school. You told me the day, same day it happened? I don't think I told you the same day, but I think I eventually did tell you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. it happened after, at least by a couple months. Yeah. So we did start dating in high school. Mm-hmm. What made you want to date me since it was your 18th birthday and you'd waited 18 years to ask a girl to be your girlfriend or to go on a date? Well, I had never been on a date before. Um, you know, I, I did reveal what I do say you're my first kiss, but like if we want to get into the technicalities of it, Technically, um, I, I'm did, not. I did play. I don't I think it was called. Like what is it truth called? Or dare? Not tooth or dare. It wasn't. I'm thinking heads Pull up. Away? Oh, my gosh. What are the odds? Spin the bottom. That's it. Oh. What are the odds? We were playing. What are the odds? And this girl and I had to like we like barely pecked on the lips in my freshman year of high school. Was it exhilarating? No, it, okay. it really wasn't. I barely remember. Did it. you have a and crush on her? No. Okay. And the other time was, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. When I was 13, I was playing truth or dare with my cousin and her friend. And somehow I got You kissed dared. your cousin. No, not my cousin. My cousin's friend. <laughs> and uh, yeah. But again, I don't really necessarily count that. And then when I was in kindergarten, I remember kissing a girl. But it's like I was I was yeah. literally six years old. So yeah. are we going to count, count that? that? We don't need to count that. We don't need to count that. But I did. I did. I was... I was a ladies' man for sure. So what made you date me? What made me date you? Wow. You know, I really liked your character. I thought you were easy to talk to. I thought you were super sweet. I thought you were just a cute, cute girl. And it's funny, like I didn't I didn't have that initial attraction right away. Like it wasn't I had known you for a while. I knew you before my senior year. We had been kind of like acquaintances from even when we were like 13 Mm -hmm. but something about that summer before our senior year of high school i i started to view you as like wow this girl is like not only is she like really sweet but she's she's beautiful you know and i just i thought you had really pretty eyes i thought you had really pretty eyelashes um i mean you were looking more and more like a woman you you know like when you're a kid you you were just like a, a girl and i was just a boy but like we were both maturing and i was like wow this is a a beautiful woman and so (laughs) I was like, I need to ask this girl on a date. If you were eating nachos, pause what you're doing right now and share a podcast with your friend. If you were eating chicken nuggets, 
Same thing. That's Stop a eating huge chicken. Ask nachos. The cheese I, coagulates and then it gets <sighs> so you can't eat cold nachos. Sorry, that was rude. If you're eating, if you're eating nachos, finish your nachos first, then share the podcast with a friend or family member. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can reheat just about anything else, but nachos. Yeah. No. What are we thinking? Should people share the podcast with their ex? Would that be? No, that you be, should not contact that, your ex. But that might start like a fun conversation. Like that might be kind of like a fun party story where you're like, I shared Matt and Abby's podcast with my ex and this is the conversation. That Definitely followed. depends on the relationship. But most ex we should just leave as. Okay. Leave in the dust. What if, okay, so maybe not like an ex-husband or wife. What about like an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend? Oh, definitely not an ex-husband <laughs> or wife. Oh my gosh. I'm just messing around. But seriously though, if you are eating nachos, eat your nachos first. Share it with the person then, that's ringing you up at Target. Yes. You know, share it with your elderly neighbor. They yes. probably could use some entertainment. Yeah, share it with your college roommate. They might want to know what's going on. For sure. You know, so... Share the Taylor Lautner episode. That was st- that was pretty Lautner. cool. Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner. Sorry. Okay. Now back to the episode. Sorry. Early on in our dating experience, we talked about getting married, mm-hmm. which I don't feel is as uncommon for a high school girl. Yeah. But that's pretty uncommon for a high school boy. Totally. Where did yeah. that come from? You know, I just think I was raised, uh, just just the way I was raised. I think I I viewed dating in a way of being for marriage and so I took it really seriously like to the point of we'd been dating for two weeks and I almost broke I almost cut things off after two weeks of dating because I was like putting the pressure on myself like right then and there of that early stage of would I marry this girl and I think part of me was like afraid. that's probably a little unhealthy yeah I know it was an, <laughs> it was extreme but I, de- I definitely viewed from my worldview I've I was like this is for the purpose of marriage and so if I'm not dating with the intention of marriage then there's no point and what I did come to realize though I had some friends talk to me about this they're like hey look if this is if this is good if this if you're enjoying this if you like this girl if you guys are getting along well you don't have to make up your mind like you don't have to have some big idea right now in your head um, as far as the marriage thing and if it's just if it's good as it is and you're you know head over heels for this girl like why would you break it off? And so, yeah, I just, I didn't. And I kept dating you. And, and by six months in, I think we were like talking about marriage a ton. <laughs> yeah. I feel you like know? that's part of you being like, in general, you're kind of black and white on some things. Yeah. I think you've gotten more shades of gray recently. Totally. Totally. But, but I think, I think my default is like one or the other, right? Yeah. That is my default. So we got married. Okay. Wait, maybe I shouldn't skip to that part. Oh, it's okay. We can we can talk more about dating stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we talk about it a lot. We do. And it's funny, like when we started when we started this whole journey of like social media and stuff, I remember I was like, what should we even make videos about? And I'm like, I guess it's interesting that we're like young and married. And in the corner of the world that we lived, like not a lot of people did that. You know, we we've made a lot of friends in Utah now. Missouri. Where a lot of people in Utah will get married younger just because of the culture there. But in Missouri, especially St. Louis, where I'm from, like nobody gets married when they're 20 and 21. Like nobody does that. My parents got married when they were 28 and 30, 27 and 29. I, they're like in their late 20s. So, yeah, what we did was but very That's a unique. very common age to get married. Yeah. But we were weird. We were weird. But I like that. 
And you like to be weird. Yeah, I think it, it kind of it brought us closer together. Like being different, I think brought a bond out between us that um, was really special. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it was really really sweet going to the same college together because we had dated long distance. And I just I was just over the moon about being in the same town with you. And I just went to your dorm room all the time to hang out with you. And I remember being in ballet class because we were pursuing the arts freshman year. And I could not take my eyes off of you. <laughs> while we were doing ballet and I just thought you looked so hot I was like this woman in a skin tight leotard is my girlfriend who I'm gonna marry (laughs) and she is like in the same room as me I get to do ballet with her this is awesome (laughs) (laughs) such a different time yeah so as a single person you envisioned your wife how am I the same or different from that my personality or looks wise from that person that you pictured oh my gosh i don't know how in depth i want to get with this um you know i think i envision myself marrying like a really sweet girl and i think you are that i think i think oh, you, you defin- think i think i think you shocked me a little bit because i think initially like you were this really sweet you know shy timid girl like very sweet but then this like this other side of abby came out and you know, I, I do I do like that about you. I like I like your silly. Every short girl has to have a little sass. You because got some sass. It's girl. us against the world. That's true. <laughs> if you're the shortest person in the room, it's like you automatically but, have to make your personality five inches taller. But I think that shocked me. But I, I do like that because you make me laugh. Like you're funny. I think you're hilarious. I, I think you're do. such a goofball. Um, but that really shocked me. That's definitely different than the person I thought I was getting into a relationship with. Um, you really hid your true personality at first. You really did. I did not hide you it. You were so timid. You didn't want, you were scared. I think you, you really wanted me to like you. I, th- I know you had been crushing on me for a while. So I think like for you, you just didn't know how much to, to give up right away. And I just uh, thought, I thought I of think, you as a shy person at first. I think I just honestly was so young. I didn't really know who, who I you was. Were. But, but I think. I think maybe the personality that you had with your girlfriends, the silly, crazy Abby, definitely came out later on, but that was not there in the beginning. I learned a lot about you, too, though, as we were dating. Yeah. But, um, so you didn't really answer my question. Sorry, what was the question again? Looks-wise. Truthfully, did you... I did not think I was going to marry a short girl. Yeah. I thought I was going to marry a tall queen, not a not a really? short queen. Yeah. I thought I was going to marry a tall queen because I'm 6'2". You're, you're 5'2". I did not expect myself to get with someone that that little, but I think it's cute. Does our height difference ever pose an issue? Never. I mean, actually, I'm, I'm sorry. Now, no. In the beginning, that was actually something that I was like, am I okay dating a girl who's a foot shorter than me? You know? Like, we're <laughs> I meant t- we're logistically. Not, we're not talking about six inches here um i like how would legit what do you mean logistically i don't know like is it hard for you to kiss me because it is i mean i do i do kind of have to bend down to kiss you that is true i mean the the major issue i find is not necessarily related to height but like our hands together your hands are very tiny my hands are way too small and so when we waffle yeah it stretches my fingers out so bad it like hurts yeah so then i have to pancake yep Sorry. It's you okay. became a dad at a very young age. Yeah, 20... Wait, what was I last year? 23. 20, 24? 23? 24. 
I had just turned 24. You had just turned 24. I was 20. Gosh. 23 seems so young now because I'm 25. Can you believe I'm the 20, that I'm freaking 25? It's only two years difference. Don't let it get no, in your but head. 23 is like so much closer to 21 and 21 seems like a kid. <laughs> this and is 25, such a Matt Howard thing to say. And 25 seems like an adult. So it's like 21, you're not really an adult. You're still a kid. But How 25, has that shaped you? Wow. Or has it changed you? Um, It's it's changed me a lot. You know, I've, I've had it become more responsible. Um, I think about... I wake up in the morning. It's not just like, you know, with me and you, I feel like like you're an adult. You can, you know, obviously I want to take care of you as my wife, but like you're also an adult woman. You can take care of yourself. Like the first thing I do every single morning when I wake up is go and get my son out of bed mm -hmm. and then we'll typically go on a bike ride and then I'll feed him breakfast. So it's like my whole entire schedule has changed for this kid. My world has changed and I love him more than anything. And, uh, it's it's weird to be in a spot where like there's a human being that is completely reliant on you for survival like mm -hmm. <laughs> like to live they need you like i he can't get himself out of bed he can't feed himself breakfast um i mean now he can at least grab the pancake pieces and put them in his mouth but like he can't heat that up in the microwave okay and <laughs> i don't know it's just and there's a lot of responsibility mm -hmm. there yeah how does that feel like i feel like the bond between father and son is like such a unique relationship yeah. like even reflecting on your relationship with your own dad like how does yeah. that feel to now have that responsibility and that type of relationship it just makes me really respect my parents and respect um what they did for me as a kid because i i've especially in the newborn stage oh my gosh like you think it's a lot of work being a parent to a one-year-old try being a, a parent to a one month old or a one day old oh my gosh like the first week you can hardly like we all we did the first week of being parents was take care of this child like there was nothing else that our full energy was being used to do and um i just i'm so thankful for my parents doing that for me because i don't i freaking don't remember that i was mm -hmm. i don't have any memories of that but i know they did it for me and i'm so thankful for them so just a, a lot of respect for for parents out there yeah and now you're doing it all over again yeah um, what is that experience like as a husband walking through pregnancy with your wife? I don't know if anything can really prepare you for it until, until you're there. From my experiences, uh, it's, it's definitely shaped me. It's definitely pushed me and it's definitely, um, been really cool to see someone I love grow, grow a baby inside their body. Like how, how crazy is that? And, um, I have a lot of respect for you doing that for you know, our son and now our, our second, our, our second son. So how do you feel about your current line of work? Ooh, current line of work. Um, it's weird. Like our, our industry is kind of like the wild west, you know, it's almost like in a way creators are just figuring it out for themselves. And we're in a weird spot. Cause like a lot of our content is our life. Mm -hmm. So it's like, like, what do we show? What do we not show? How do I make sure that I'm doing all my duties and roles as a husband and spouse? but then also making sure that I'm doing my job as a creative. Like it's a, it's a weird thing. It's the wild west and there's no rule book. Um, and law in like laws and regulations that have been in place now, um, for Hollywood are starting to try to catch up to social media. And so it's a, it's an interesting space to be in. Yeah. Uh, a good point you brought up is like in the realm of social media, it's largely up to the creators to set their own boundaries. Yeah, totally. What, is if you have one or two examples of like hard and fast boundaries you've had to establish 
there's been some big changes this year for us. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we slowly were, you know, making a lot of content around being parents and that's totally fine. But I think for me, what I realized is I, I as a creative, because I, I want to do the best job I can at anything that I do. And so when it comes to making content with my family, again, I want to, I want to be the best, right? I want to, I want to figure out the way that I can do the best job at this. And so, um, there's a conflict of interest there. I think for me, when it comes to showing my life and and my kids and everything on social media, because doing the best job as a dad doesn't always correlate to being the, doing the best on social media and doing the best on social media doesn't always correlate to doing the best job as a dad. And so for us, I think we had to really evaluate that and take a step back. And we made some decisions to kind of limit how much content we showed of our son. And we made some changes there. And I think doing this podcast was huge too, because now we're able to create content, which luckily, you know, the viewers are, the, the, the listeners are enjoying and I'm enjoying doing, um, you know, it's content that's separate though from like showing our life. Cause I think it can, it can be a, a little bit intrusive when you have a camera with you 24 seven showing everything you do. I'm glad that we recognize those changes that needed to be made and we're able to implement those. Cause again, this is the wild west. There's no, there's no rule book. And like even reality TV is a very new thing. I think like, um, I was just watching a documentary about the Duggars and like, I didn't even realize how recent that was. I thought reality TV has been going on for a very long time, but it, it really hasn't. And so all of this is very new. Mm-hmm. Was there any one thing that like really inspired that decision to be made? Obviously it was a decision we made together. Yeah. But was there any one thing? What do you mean? That was like, okay, this is not in the best interest of our son. Oh, you know what was actually really good? Watching the Truman Show. It was just such an interesting movie because I'm like, oh my gosh, well, he this wasn't is, aware of it. This is social he media. Couldn't agree the to movie it. was made before like social media existed, yeah. from my understanding. And oh, so, for sure, it was like made in the '90s. And so I was just thinking about that, like, wow, I think I think we can learn a lot from this. Yeah. Um. So being a content creator, you see feedback from people that are complete strangers to you yeah. all the time. Um, what is something that like makes you feel the most misunderstood? Ooh, you know, it's so funny because I, I saw a comment the other day that was like, wow, Abby really needs to do more as a mom for her kids or something. It was what? just, it was just like I'm on a, kidding. it was just like some video. I, I think I was like just showing myself like being a dad or like cleaning or something. And it's just, I, I just find it so, I think it's people misunderstand you when they see a snippet of your life. Right. And they just like make a judgment on that and I think humans do that naturally right I think like it's a survival tactic it's it's something that we do we have to make assumptions in life to just keep going forward we can't fully understand what will never make sense to me is publicly commenting it but that's that's true that's true exactly but (laughs) but people do it right yeah some people like to be vocal with their thoughts and so they're vocalizing that thought they're making an assumption because we all make assumptions all the time right and uh yeah but you just can't let it get you down and Unfortunately, like while I would, I wish I could read every single comment from people, you know, sometimes you just have to not look at comments because you, you need to just make sure your mental health is, is, uh, preserved and, um, not saying at all that we are like celebrities, but I know, I know that celebrities like probably won't even read the news to, to make sure that their mental health is okay. And I so doubt they read the magazines at the grocery probably store. Probably don't. They probably don't read the magazines at the grocery store, but I know for us, like our version of that would, as, as creators would be. We might just need to take a break from reading the comments for a little bit. What would you say your biggest goal in the coming years is for your platform? I don't know what it is yet. 
I, I kind of tried to do this with our St. Um, Jude podcast episode where we were interviewing cancer survivors um, who were patients at St. Jude. Which, by the way, we our, made our goal. We made the we goal. We met our goal and, and it. we are writing almost 500 thank you cards. So wow. that is like, shout out to you guys, by the way, because thank you. that's incredible that like almost 500 people made a donation of $50 or more to St. Jude. That like, that's like the greatest way you could show your support for us is like through supporting charities we choose to bring up sorry i'm no I'm you're good you're good we over. made we made a goal with that saint jude podcast episode to raise forty thousand dollars and we far exceeded it we we raised just shy of fifty thousand so, dollars so thank you everybody you that donated but yeah i think that was one small step in the right direction of i would love to find ways to make content and be creative in a way that not only is very entertaining because i want to make stuff that people want to watch right mm -hmm. but i wanted to also do good in our world and so i don't know what that is yet i i think it's going to be it's going to be a slow process it'll be a learning process for me of how i can have those two things work together um, but i'm just inspired by creators that are able to make content that's very entertaining and people love to watch mm -hmm. that also does good. I think a, a perfect example, I talk about him all the time, but Ryan Trahan with his Penny series was mm -hmm. able to raise a, a ton of money for charity and make very entertaining content. And I wanna do the same thing. I think there's a lot of good in that. And um, I think nothing's more rewarding as a creative to make something that not only entertains people, but affects, uh, makes the world a better place. Mm -hmm. My final question for you, I think this was somewhere around 73 questions. Whoa, <laughs> I lost okay. Track. Wow. What would you say your biggest goal is in My life? My biggest goal. I know that's a big question, but I feel like you hit me with a couple of the big questions when you interviewed me. Abby, so I constantly just... ask myself that all the time. And I think maybe my biggest goal is to find joy in every step of the journey. Um, I was watching part of like the the Sean Mendez documentary that they made about him being a musician. And he was talking about how like he had accomplished so much and, you know, won all these awards and he was on all the, performing on all these big stages. And to him, he still didn't feel like he had had achieved it or made it. And, you know, so to speak. And I've realized in many ways that, you know, you think that once you get to a certain point, you'll you'll just have this epiphany moment where you just feel so happy and your your life is complete. But from talking to people like Sean Johnson, Olympic gold medalist who won gold in Beijing, you know, she said she had an identity crisis after after accomplishing so much. And, you know, even for us, like I feel so blessed that we were somehow I don't even know how this happened, but we like I obviously we worked very, very, very hard to, you know, pump out all these videos and and grow to you know over a million subs on youtube but i just still can't believe that we did that and so now it's like i guess i think rather than working towards something and that being that that pinnacle moment i want to make sure that i'm enjoying every bit of the journey with being a father every bit of the journey with being a husband every bit of the journey with being a a, a son and a friend and a creative and maybe a musician if i'm going to move more into that but i just want to make sure that i really appreciate every bit of my life every step of the way because you just we just don't know how much time is left on our clock and uh, i know from experience that whenever i reach a big goal i end up coming up with some new big goal and i think the true enjoyment comes out of you know finding happiness in the everyday things mm. Mm. that's good 
Your interviewer is uncomfortable wow, in you, signing out. Do you need to go take a nap? <laughs> I do, but I'm not going to. You're actually really good at interviewing, by the way. Oh, thank you very you much. You really like just went off. You did a great job. Because <laughs> you. You, you kind of like read the room and asked questions, follow-up questions that were like really deep and really good. And uh, I just think you crushed it. So maybe, maybe you have a new calling in interviewing. No, probably not. Probably not? No. <laughs> You'd rather do other things? I'd rather do other things. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. I like I like talking to people and getting to know people, but I also feel like because I know you so well, I feel like I could answer. I could have sat on either side of this. Yeah. What's funny I about- I could have played both roles. What's funny about you, Abby, is like- you're so talented and gifted and skilled at like so many things that you do. And so many people wish they were you. They, so many people wish Stop. that they had those skills. But for you, you would rather just, you know, read a book or or hang out with your hang out. You make me sound so boring. No, that's not boring. I'm just I'm just saying it's it's ironic how like you're so gifted. But like for you, your goal at the end of the day isn't to be some actress like you're really good at acting but like you could care less about acting you just you love being a mom and i really respect that feel oh this you getting a kick I feel how low he is like do you feel like this big gap here where there never used to be a gap now he's down here dude your belly's gotten so low is that freaking you out should we talk to the doctor about that should we make sure that everything's this okay this baby's coming out i'm worried that you're gonna have the baby sooner than 39 weeks i'm worried that it might come early I am also worried. So no more mom and dad time. I'm just kidding. No more mom okay, and, dad. and okay. wrapping up this episode. What Thank you, you so insinuate? much <laughs> for being on my show, Matt Thank Howard. You. Thank you for having me on the Abby Howard Show. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus.